Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the world. You see, you know the man from Galilee. Jesus, name is Jesus. A man's name is Jesus from Galilee. Stepped out on the water, on the raging sea. Do you know the man from Galilee? Amen. And praise the Lord. We are glad you're in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, as always, before we get into our study, we're going to do our time of uh, status update or check-in or however you want to call it. Uh, There's only one thing different tonight that I'm going to do is I need everybody to speak into the mic, okay? (laughs) Because I, (laughs) it's just too much. (laughs) So please, because I I want everybody to be able to hear, okay? All right? Okay, Maury's going to be the mic. Okay. Yes. Did you catch anything out there? No, no I didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Pass the mic. Pass the mic on. Don't everybody jump to it at one time. Don't everybody jump to it at one time. Okay. Thank you, Dick. I think you're going to have to talk for Nell, too, because I don't think she liked that mic thing. It's on. It's on. <laughs> Hmm. 
Mayor, can you just <laughs> <laughs> We need you to sing. We want you to sing. Trying not to chase Amber and Sister Nail off in these kind of <laughs> Bible study. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's alright. <laughs> we done changed now. Yeah. <laughs> You were the last one. <laughs> Even Jacob got on the mic tonight. <laughs> Amen. Um, I need you to pick a number from one to a hundred in your head. Right now, a number from one to a hundred in your head. Okay? And, and pick a number that, 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 that you can win, you know. Think like you want to win this game, okay? You want to win this game. I want you to write it down, okay? You wrote the, wrote the number down? One to a hundred. You wrote it down? When you, when you have it down, say amen. Okay? Now I need you to pick another number from one to a hundred. Okay, a different other number from one to a hundred, like you want to win the game. So you have two different numbers from one to a hundred, like you want to win. When you got that down, say amen. amen. Everybody, so everybody have two different numbers, one to a hundred, like you want to win. Now I need you to do it a third time. <laughs> so you have three different numbers, one to a hundred. <laughs> We're playing this game, and uh, it'll unfold as we go through our study tonight. All right, you have that number down? Okay, so you have three different numbers, one to a hundred, and you chose the numbers like you wanted to win. Okay, and should we have a tie, we're going to go by uh, birthdays, the month. 
the birthday month, okay? And if and if it should be, it shouldn't be a tithe there, but if it should be another tithe, then we go by the, the date itself, okay? Okay. Well, we want to thank you for being in the household of the Lord tonight, and uh, we're glad that you've come. We always like to place this vision before you of the church and solicit your prayers uh, that we be able to accomplish this building uh, 2013 getting it right <laughs> let's do that again getting it right Bethlehem okay and this is our theme for this year and we're praying that God will enable us to get it right so we can do it right we can be right and we can glorify him amen Amen. We're continuing in this series, uh, the series uh, about maintenance and wanted to encourage you to continue in your walk of faith. Galatians chapter six tells us to, to, to not give up, to not give up. And uh, we want to encourage you to not give up. Amen. Amen. This is a little off. Let me see if I can change it right quick before we go in. Uh, our title tonight is what? God at work. Okay. And what text are we coming from? All right. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. This is the NIV. Uh, it's still a little off, but we'll have to work with it. Uh, on three. One, two, three. Amen. We have been called according to his purpose. Uh, tonight again, we're talking about God at work, God at work. We're going to talk about the God of the plenary or the complete, the God of the positive, the God of the purpose. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should trust God in all things. Christians should trust God in all things. And we're talking about God at work. God at work. I'm going to, for time, I'm going to bypass this first video. And uh, this is a question that we have. Can you see that question? Is God what? Is God in control over all things in our lives? And the person that's going to answer this question is the person that has the number closest to 50. What number? What number? It's the first number. This is the first number. First number closest to 50. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're the lucky one. <laughs> Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Is there another? <laughs> Is Timbo close? Oh, nail, nail close? <laughs> okay, okay. 48? Okay, we're going to hear from 50 and 48, okay? <laughs> Nail has 52. We're going to chase Nail. Like, y'all leave Nail all right. <laughs> okay, uh, Deacon. Is God in control over all 
things in our lives? Yes, he is. He is? Yes. Okay, you want to expound upon that? Wow, okay, okay, that's good. Let's hear from 48. Sister Jackson, I thought you were 48. <laughs> okay, who's 44? Timbo, okay, go ahead, Timbo. Okay. Hey, we'll hear from both of them, okay? Timbo first. <laughs> what was the question again? It's still up there. Is God in control of all things in our lives? That's good. But Amari, is God in control over all Says yes. Is there anybody disagree with that? 
let's go to the text. It says, uh, and then plenty remains complete. For we know that all things, all things we're talking about, God works for the good of those that love him. So all things in our lives, God works. But the question is, what happens, and this is talking about the Christian, what happens to free will? In other words, will God make you do anything? So wait, oh wait, wait a minute. Uh oh, we got two varying opinions. Somebody said no, and somebody said yes. <laughs> I say no. I say no because if that was the case, then then everybody would walk around Christian. They would know who God is. They, they would have no other choice but to know who He was. And then if that was the case, then they would know about His sovereignty, His divinity. Somebody said no. Uh, 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 okay, now explain your point. Well, right now I'm having a brain freeze, but, uh, <laughs> but you, you helped me with the person because I can't think, but I know what you're talking about. The one that got swallowed up in the well. Jonah. So really, the way I would answer this question uh, for you theologians is yes and no. <laughs> Sometimes. Because that's it, it, true. He did uh, make it, I would say, more convenient for Jonah to do what God wanted him to do. <laughs> that's called his discipline. <laughs> so in a sense, but... Uh, uh, in a sense, he did kind of make him. Uh, when we when we're when we talk about the when when Moses came up to uh, come against the Pharaoh, what did uh, uh, God do to Pharaoh's heart? Harden his heart. Wait a minute. He was trying to free his people, but at the same time, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's pretty deep, isn't it? You think about that on the way home. <laughs> Go ahead, Dick. Look like you want to say something. Mm-hmm. That part is where Pharaoh just would not be converted to mm-hmm. the God of 
So uh, the way I would answer this question is, is God doesn't affect our free will, but he does, especially for the Christian, makes it convenient for you, or discipline you to the point that whether you will obey him or, as Sister Etan says, or he'll go ahead and take you on to heaven. Amen? Can we agree with that? So in all that, Everything that's going on in our life, everything, our, our, the, the choices that we made, you say, you say God, uh, and we know that, that in all things, God, that in all things, he, he works together for our good. What about those bad decisions we make? If we know if we got free will, we can go out and disobey. Will he work that together for good? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, so so you said was well, the, the show me in the Bible. Now, David is a good illustration of that. Now I know this can be a bit controversial. The Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. But this same man looked out over one day, saw a woman sunbathing out there, well she was really taking a bath, and said, Yeah, good good mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, he said, and he forgot everything else he forgot about and also we we, just, we like to name Bathsheba by name but she wasn't his only woman hello somebody he had other wives what did God think about that yeah. So, <laughs> okay, wait, wait a minute. Now, let's stop. Let's explain this, okay? Now, how in the world did God work that whole situation together for his good when he was number one, uh, as the deacon was saying, and many preachers don't preach this, but before they went into the promised land, God told the kings to not take harems. Okay, he told them that. So, which meant when they went in, they still had free will. They did what they wanted to do. He did what they wanted to do. So he had all of those women with his free will. And then Bathsheba, really Bathsheba, people don't realize that she was the last straw. <laughs> she was the last straw. He had all that free will. She was the last straw. So can you tell me how God worked that together? For his good? How do he work all that? All those wrong decisions together. For his good. Can anybody tell me? Jesus came through the lineage of the And that's what he wanted. But he okay. also wanted, you know, it was a bathroom probably here 
Okay. Dead, you know, so they had to bear uh, a judgment against the, the wrong that they had done and, and lived through it, but he still forgave them, and, you know, Jesus came through that lineage, you know. Okay. So even Okay, so Sister Etan talked about how that that God worked it together for his ultimate good because Jesus Christ will come through his lineage, okay? And she mentioned that important word, he repented. One of the most beautiful texts on the faces of scripture to me is Psalms 51. Anybody know what that psalm says? You know it. Creating me a clean heart, O oh Lord, and new a right spirit within me. I mean, it is just a wonderful, wonderful text, especially for those of us who have blown it. So, so he, uh, God used that whole situation, and it encourages us today, because when we blow it, and we will blow it, uh, you can go back and read that. Read that. So, so God is over everything. He's He's in control of everything we do. Go ahead, Dick, and we're gonna move on. Well, well, the sword. Most people don't mention that. David should have died. He should have died. And God saved his life. And like you said, the consequences was the death of the son and the sword in his household. He started having the ultimate trauma in his family. The consequences. But ultimately, everything worked together for David's good because he didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah. So all things, and we can look at that, and it can be encouraging for us because especially if we've grown around the church, somehow we get this concept that we won't ever mess up sometime. You know? <laughs> we ain't going to ever mess up. We're going we gonna to live perfect because we know to do right. Hello, I'm talking about sincere people now. I'm not talking about folk who faking and shaking. Um, yeah, who's just doing whatever they want. But there are some sincere people who love the Lord and they will fall and they will be so hard on themselves and it'll be hard for them to forgive themselves because they knew better. Have you ever did that? You be kicking your own self behind. I knew better than that. <laughs> but God says all, all that stuff that you're going through, all the pain, all the hurt, all the... 
all of whatever's going on, the decision, the right decisions that you made, the wrong decisions that you made, all of it, he can work it together. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah 32, 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. What? It's not too hard. Anything. So, so God is at work because he's in control of everything. Like, like we said, yes, he's in control over everything. I'm going to skip this one too. Uh, I need a number. Your second number. That's, uh, now this is the second one. Ten. Ten. Wait a minute, did somebody say nine? Uh, 99. Number one is the closest, sound like it. Any, we have anybody else close? Okay. Huh? <laughs> okay, so this is the question now. Uh, can you tell me of a time when God made something good out of bad in your life? Can you tell me of a time when God made something good out of the bad in your life? Number one. Okay, Sister Eton, share with us. like kind of what Sister Eton said because uh, for me the hardest transition that I made was when God called me to the ministry from Dallas to Abilene. I mean, whoo, that was very, very hard for me. Uh, and, and I wouldn't say that it was a bad thing, uh, but I would say that it was, it's something that 
it, 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 it's something you have to leave. You have to leave everything. You know, I had a, a church that I loved, you know, would never probably have left. And I love Dallas, living in Dallas. And, and uh, you know, I, you know, and I was a big city, called myself a big city boy. I thought I was a city boy until I went to New York. New York is a real city. <laughs> I thought I'm from the country compared to New York. <laughs> but. Uh, in that saying, you just see how God just bless you. I mean, he just, just bless you, overwhelming, he just bless you. And that's what Sister Eton talk, uh, is talking about, is that, you know, you something that you wouldn't have done, perceived, you wouldn't even know enough to perceive it, uh, and how God works it together for your good. And, and I'm just, uh, just so blessed beyond measure. Amen. Uh, but anybody who's been living with their family wouldn't. If you have a close family, loving family, you don't want to leave your family, do you? Most of you say yes, you do. <laughs> Most of, <laughs> but that's that's how he can work uh, what you think is bad into good. Anybody else got an illustration of that? Go ahead. You wouldn't been working where? Oh, okay. You the Lord in the point. <laughs> D, go ahead. <laughs> Transfer to Alabama. 
to the plant in Alabama or else we were going to lose our jobs. Hmm. And I, at first I, I just, hey, I said, hey, I, I don't, I'm just going to quit. Hmm. I, I'm going to need a job anyway. Hmm. But then I got to realizing that I had children and I could not, yeah. that I could not afford to, to quit a job. And, hmm. And, Okay, well, praise the Lord. That's good. That's good. Is there anybody else want to tell how how God has, has turned a, a bad situation to a good situation? Mm-hmm. It was him. Hmm. 
Mm, mm, mm. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Tim, you wanted to say something, didn't you? Oh, okay. You want to sing? No? <laughs> yeah, we ain't heard for her tonight. That's good. I'm glad. What, what you want to tell us, sister? That is so true. Amen. Amen. You sure you ain't got nothing to talk about? Well, yeah, go on. <laughs> Positive. <laughs> what does it say? And we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him. God's going to work that thing positively. And thank you for sharing your, your testimonies because, I mean, this is where real life is. True Real world, real life is. Uh, there's some jobs that you don't want, but you get and you bless. There's some situations that, that, that may happen where you, you may have to get laid off or fired, or you may have to uh, retire earlier than you thought you should have. You may have to leave your hometown, all these kind of situations. But as we are faithful to God because we love him, he works it all together for good, for positive. Uh, the best illustration of that is, uh, one of the best illustrations for that is uh, lemonade. Uh, a lemon in and of itself can be very sour. But when you squeeze it, mix it with some water and put a little sugar in it, uh, it can thirst your quench, uh, quench your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> on a hot summer day like today hello somebody and and that's what god does he's at work and and we've got to believe i think somebody else says is if we let him work it if we let him if we continue to trust him if we continue to have faith and say i i don't i may not understand the situation but i but lord i'm gonna trust you uh, I, I, you know, I can't put my little finite mind on it, but this is what you're telling me to do. So I'm going to go forward and I'm going to trust you. I, I like this is one of my favorite texts. Second Chronicles 16, 9. I share it as often as I can for the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to strengthen those whose heart are fully committed to him. Second Chronicles 16, 9. So God is at work wherever you are. You, you, you may think God can't be in this. Yeah, God is at work. Uh, he's at work in, in that job situation where the boss is all up on you, cursing you out. He's at work. Hello, somebody. He, in that relationship that, 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 that's about to fall or fail or, or it's difficult, God is at work. He's doing something, and he's working. If you trust him, he's going to work it for good. Amen? Amen. We're going to play this video. I like this song. 
God at work. Amen. Praise the Lord. The last number, 75. Who's the closest? <laughs> William had 75. <laughs> okay, William. <laughs> Are you ready for the question? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what is the purpose of God's pain in your life? What is God's purpose for your life? What is the purpose of God's pain in your life? Any pain? Are you in any pain right now? What I think for it is we spoke about repenting so much, um, and then we spoke about circumstances. We, we, um, the, um, we spoke about uh, consequences whenever you, uh, whenever you do something. Okay. Um, consequences are a blessed situation if you if you want to truly repent. Hmm. Hmm. You preaching tonight. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Pain, hold on. Pain is magnificent if you want to know who God is. Ooh, quote, quote that. <laughs> Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Sound like a preacher to me, but I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Anybody else want to try to test that question? Hmm. 
Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Anybody else want to touch on that? you guys for sharing uh denise you want to try we just let you sit back there quiet <laughs> 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 Oh, she did? Oh, look at here. Look at here. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And we do the opposite. I think he whoops us sometimes. And I think that's where the pain comes. 
We're not going to leave here unless we hear from somebody on that back row. It's uh, Ezekiel. Read Ezekiel 18, where the, there's a there's a proverb where it talks about a a a. It's really kind of talking about a generational curse, but God says that each generation chooses. You know, so yeah, so it's uh, it's still your your choice. You know, and uh, so but we have to go. I'm gonna leave Denise alone because she pulled a double. 
I'ma leave Sister Nell alone. I'ma leave Sister Nell alone because I'm scared of her. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead uh, and close tonight and share this, uh, this last, and we know he works all these things together for good for those that love him who are called according to his purpose, according to his purpose. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you and to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Amen? We're going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Um, those who are able, please uh, go to your knees as we end our time tonight. I pray that something was said Something that was said tonight is encourage your heart in the word and through the testimonies of others. Shall we pray? Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just want to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that we've learned tonight that God is at work. That you're at work in our lives through the good, through the bad, through the ups, through the downs, through the mediocre times, Father. And anywhere in between, you are at work, Father. And Father God, sometimes we're tempted, Lord, because when things don't happen the way we think it should happen or when we think it should happen, and sometimes, Father, we, we begin to question you, Father. But tonight, Lord, you tell us, Lord, that you're working all of this stuff for our good according to your purpose in our lives, Lord. And we come tonight, Lord, as a church and as individuals in this study, Lord, just wanting to submit to your holy will in our lives, Father, to every good thing, to every bad thing. And we come tonight, Lord, also just wanting to pray and, and, and ask for forgiveness, Father, for those things, Lord, that you've enabled us to have free will uh, and we suffer the consequences, God's paying for it, but you're still working it together for our good. But in order for you to do so, Lord, as some have said tonight, uh, that we have to repent, Father. And we come tonight asking you, Father, to forgive us of our sins. Those thoughts, those words, those deeds, Father, that were contrary to your word and to your will. Please forgive us, Father. As we pray, Lord, as David said, creating us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not from your presence, O Lord, and take not thine Holy Spirit from me so father god we ask lord that you work in us lord a will to do the right thing for you father that we might glorify you in our purpose lord for for living lord in jesus name so father we thank you we praise you we glorify you father and we as we pause tonight lord we pray lord that you would hear the prayers of your people here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host right for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. Sweet. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up just their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing 
that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. I'm not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. 
But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at Word at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.